Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. And welcome back to Laying the Points, a road of his podcast brought to you by my bookie. I'm Anthony Amico. You can find me on Twitter at Amixta. And my co-host, as always, sporting the NBA jersey tonight, I assume, uh, Action Network star Matt LaMarca on Twitter at Matt LaMarca. Matt, how's it going? I'll give you one guess on who it is. Number 30 for the Portland Trailblazers. Gosh. <laughs> it's a little old school. I honestly have no idea. Uh, Rashid Wallace. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's definitely a you guy. I mean, cheats for everyone. I literally won this jersey at a poker table. Really? I yeah. definitely heard this story. I just don't remember. <laughs> the guy, uh, it's a long story. I won't get into it. But yeah, I ended up taking this jersey off of this dude. He was going <laughs> to sell it, and I just ended up getting it from him. So, yeah, so you know what that makes me think of? Not to rehash like stories of our youth on the podcast, but do you remember for like uh, Kyle McCabe's birthday that one year? <laughs> <laughs> yes. While he like cleaned them out, it was just like, just give me your poker chips. Yeah, we'll call it we, even. <laughs> right, we got him a, a really nice set of chips for his birthday. And it ended up turning into just degeneracy stuff at the end. And yeah, while well, I was like, let me get those chips. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, you guys. Kept your money, I guess, which was nice. Yeah, but You guys watching the show might think that like Matt and I are like a little off. We, we hung with a weird crew, man. I mean, when people say $100 roll, $1,000 roll, it happened. We saw it. We saw things like that happen. Sadly, I was involved in a lot of it. <laughs> Oh my goodness. So at least, I mean, at least we're betting our money in a much more responsible manner now through the good folks at my bookie. So thank you, my bookie, for channeling our inner degeneracy. Uh, want to remind you guys before we get into the show, you can get 30% off discount still to Rotoviz NFL Pass through the podcast homepage, rotoviz.com slash podcast. Uh, you know, season's obviously over from an NFL regular season standpoint, from a season long fantasy standpoint. Uh, but there's still some DFS stuff coming out over there. Uh, there's still a lot of uh, draft prospect stuff that's still coming out. And obviously, that's going to continue all through the draft. So if you subscribe now, you get access to all that and you save 30%. So uh, just go through the podcast homepage, rotaviz.com slash podcast, and uh, you can get that all hooked up. Matt, we got four really good games this week. I mean, all the – I was saying to someone this week, all the good teams were on by last week. And uh, now they're back. I think this is going to be a really good week of football. I'm hoping we get some really competitive games. A couple of the spreads are uh, not very competitive, so (laughs) we're going to have some decisions to make here, I think, with regards to the lines. Uh, But let's start with the opening game of the weekend on Saturday. We have Colts at Chiefs. Um, You know, Colts obviously coming off an impressive win last week against Houston. Uh, They will travel to Kansas City. And the Chiefs are five-point favorites here at home. 
the total is set at 57. And, uh, you know, the Chiefs are the one seed. They've been the best team in the league. They're first in overall DVOA. Uh, Indy is eighth. The Chiefs are first in offensive DVOA. And uh, Colts are 10th. The only area really where the Colts have an edge here is on defense, where the Colts are 10th in defensive DVOA. Chiefs are 26th. And even on special teams, the Chiefs elite second in special teams DVOA Indy 12th. So uh, what do you make of the matchup here, Matt? Well, the big special teams edge for the Chiefs. I mean, I don't, you Huge. know, I got to. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, one thing that I'm looking at here is Patrick Mahomes. We saw last week, I, I kind of undervalued, you know, the first quarterback making his start in the playoffs angle. Uh, all three quarterbacks making their playoff debuts lost in the first round of the playoffs. Uh, I believe they all lost straight up. And since 2002, QBs making their first playoff start against an experienced playoff QB, which is exactly what's happening here with Mahomes versus Luck. Uh, those quarterbacks are 11, 31, and 1 against the spread. Home favorites like the Chiefs are 3 and 16 against the spread. Yeah. Dreadful. Uh, the Chiefs have also historically just really shit the bed in the playoffs. 3 and 17 against the spread since 1970. That's not relevant, you know, per se to this matchup, but it's something to keep in mind. Uh, and the one thing that sort of is working in the Chiefs' favor is Andy Reid is historically pretty good off the bye. Uh, 10 and 5 against the spread with at least 14 days in the regular season and 2 and 1 in the playoffs. Um, so getting into this matchup, Man, like the Chiefs have to be so upset that the Colts won because oh, yeah. this this game sets up horribly for them. Uh, the Chiefs, the Colts' offensive line has just been so good this season. I mean, Andrew Luck had all day against the Texans, and the Texans have a pretty good pass rush. Uh, the the Chiefs, we know that they're really really bad against the run, uh, like historically bad against the run, dead last in DVOA this season. So I think the Colts have a chance to really control this game on the ground if they want to. Andrew Luck should have plenty of time to throw. Uh, we know Kansas City is going to score the ball because they have all season, but I just think five points given the, you know, playoff inexperience factor for Mahomes, you know, maybe he's not quite as sharp as we've seen from him during all regular season. Maybe he throws a pick or two that he doesn't during the regular season. Uh, that's enough to push me in the favor of the Colts here. Uh, initially, when I saw this spread, I thought that it was a little bit disrespectful towards Kansas City. I mean, they've been that good all season, but I, I really just think that this is an awful matchup for them. Yeah, Colts really good at limiting uh, deep passes. They really force a lot of stuff underneath defensively. Obviously, that's huge when you're playing against a team like Mahomes and the Chiefs. Um the one thing that does stand out in the Chiefs' favor in terms of the matchups is that uh, Mahomes does have pretty outrageous splits uh, versus pressure. Uh, you know, really has crushed teams all year when not pressured, and the Colts are uh, 29th in adjusted sack rate. So uh, if they don't get a little more pressure on Mahomes, it could end up being a little bit of a longer day. But, yeah, I mean, you mentioned the defense for the Chiefs. Uh, I think that that definitely stands to, to hurt them here. And uh, this – kind of bills as a shootout right like I, I know that some of the late later money that's come in during the week has been on the under so uh, you know maybe that won't be the case maybe this will end up being a little bit more of a, a run heavy approach for you know at least one one of these teams 
Um, but like I'm looking at this and I'm thinking that there's just going to be a lot of points because of the quality of the quarterbacks. Uh, I really like the Colts to compete. I mean, I don't know if the Colts can necessarily win outright, but uh, feels like more like a field goal game. I think uh, I would probably take the Chiefs to win, but I, I do think the Colts cover. Uh, the big trend this week, trend of the week, TM. Um, not gonna wait, make you guys wait till the end of the show like last week. I'm gonna remember to give it now. Uh, road dogs in divisional playoff rounds, so basically all the lower seeds, anytime that they're underdogs, 35, 21, and 1 against the spread since 2003. Really, really potent here. Uh, we know that 1 and 2 seeds have almost exclusively been making it to the Super Bowl for the better part of like a decade. Uh, but those teams still have not done a great job of covering in the divisional round off the bye. So I uh, really like Indy here. Um, don't really want to make a lean on the total. I'm obviously hoping that this is just a stone shootout. But uh, I like the Colts to compete for sure. Luck has definitely been elite. And that matters a lot in this kind of a game where you're probably going to have to put up points against uh, a great offense. Yeah, I really I agree with you 100% about the pace. Like I think the Colts dictate the pace of this game. Like, I think it's very reasonable for them to say, okay, the Chiefs have been awful against the run and look to make that more of a focal point of their offense. But they've not really done that for the majority of the season. I mean, uh, Marlon Mack has been good, but this is still an Andrew Luck offense. So, you know, it's really going to be what their mentality is. Like, do they want to come out and try and just outscore the Chiefs? That doesn't seem smart to me. So uh, it wouldn't shock me to see them with more of like a 50-50 run-pass split in this game. Yeah, and I will say that like a couple of the spots this year where they run the ball heavily, I feel like has been against like bad teams. Like they did it a lot against Oakland, um, you know, obviously at the end of the year. And they did it a ton last week with the big lead. I mean, I feel like that's uh, – they definitely seem like the kind of squad, like once they get up, they'll, they'll run. Uh, so I'm kind of curious like if Kansas City is applying like constant pressure, if they just try to keep them off the field or uh, – you know, like you said, try to beat him in a shootout. Uh, Barbecue Nut in the chat wants to know who we like straight up in this game, Matt. What do you think of that? Oof. Well, I never pick a dog if I don't think they can win the game outright. So I will take the Colts. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I don't think I have the stones to do it. <laughs> I still think the Chiefs are going to win outright. I just think it's going to be close. So that's the... Uh, that's such like Olympic take. It's unbelievable. <laughs> no, I mean, that, I think that's totally reasonable. You know, like it's the Chiefs are are amazing. Their their offense this season, uh, you know, they, maybe they haven't put up the same numbers as you know, like the '07 Pats did or the the Manning Broncos did. But this offense is right up there with them, and it doesn't feel like they're getting the same respect, at least in in a Vegas perspective. So, you know. I, I'm very split on this game. Like I want to like the the Colts more than I do, but it would not shock me if the Chiefs the Chiefs just did what they did all season, which is put forty up and right. you know blow you away. Yeah, like I it's it's yeah exactly. Like I don't want to like too overreact to last week's like just like basically blowout game. I mean, obviously uh, Colts didn't score for like the last three quarters, but they right. just didn't want to. It seemed like. Yeah, they major put on the cruise control. One thing that is going to be really interesting this week is you mentioned that trend about, you know, home teams in the divisional round. But I would have to imagine that a lot of those teams were public teams. 
but that's not going to be the case this week. Uh, all four dogs right now are getting public support. Um, and in some cases, they're getting, you know, like a majority of the public support. Like Indy right now, 58% of the tickets, 72% of the money. So, you know, like it's a really interesting dichotomy because I think that, you know, we tend to want to be contrarian. And the contrarian play this week might actually just be taking the superior teams. So uh, it's definitely something I'm going to think about more as the week progresses. Like I, I like the, the Colts given the specific matchup, but you know, the Vegas numbers are kind of pushing me in the other direction. So that's sort of where I'm at right now. All right. Yeah. I mean, it, it definitely does seem like a trend busting week. So we'll see. Um, next game on Saturday, Dallas at Rams. Cowboys, I guess a surprising win. I mean, they were the higher seed, and uh, but a little bit of a sweat at the end. Didn't cover, obviously, because you know why would they do that? Um, that was like if you had Seattle at two and a half, that was like the greatest cover in the history of covers. <laughs> you needed a kicker to get hurt and, and two two, two, point two point conversions. Unbelievable, Just magnificent. Yeah, Russell loves us. Uh, <laughs> Rams are favored by seven here at home. Total set at forty nine and a half. Uh, Todd Gurley definitely going to play in this game. Hasn't played since week 15. Uh, so that's obviously good for them. Uh, still no Cooper Cup, obviously, on the Dallas side. Looks like their offensive line is getting to be healthy. Still questionable. Our guys like Blake Jarwin and Cole Beasley, uh, the immortal, the immortal Blake Jarwin. He have the <laughs> three week 17 touchdowns against the Giants. Um, but if you just look at the DVOA numbers, uh, the Rams are second. Dallas is 21st in terms of overall DVOA. On offense, we got Rams 2, Dallas 24. On defense, Rams 19, Dallas 9. And on special teams, Rams 17, Dallas 23. So, uh, you know, two pretty different teams here, obviously. Uh, what do you make of this matchup, Matt? Yeah, this is a tough one for me. Um, I'm going to go with the Rams. Uh, they weren't great at home this season from an against-the-spread perspective. 3-4-1. and one. Uh, so not, you know, a ton of success there, but if you look at Jared Goff's numbers, just completely different quarterback home versus road. And I'm stealing this from, uh, John Daigle, who you can follow on Twitter at not Jay Daigle, but 342 yards per game at home compared to 243.9 on the road. So literally a hundred more yards a game, uh, an additional 1.5 yards per attempt. He's completing more passes. And has a 22 to three touchdown to interception ratio at home compared to 10 and nine on the road. So like Jared Goff has just been magnificent when playing at home all season and, you know, pretty pedestrian when on the road. So, uh, I'm still not completely sold on the Cowboys. They did play better, uh, last week, but I don't think they played well, you know, uh, Brian Schottenheimer, like we've killed him all season for his, offensive play calling and I, I think that that continued in the playoffs like I really hope they look into a new offensive coordinator in the offseason in Seattle but uh yeah I think that the Rams like are by far the superior team the, the DVOA numbers uh reflect that so hopefully they come out and they remind everybody why for um, the majority of the season this was considered the best team in football yeah I, I'm with you I mean I feel pretty strongly about this one. I mean, I don't think either of us particularly like Dallas last week. I know we both picked Seattle. 
But but I think under our heads, we didn't really like Seattle either. You know what I mean? Like that was just like you had to pick a team. Both of those teams just played like just a such a undesirable brand of football. And uh, it's really a different game for Dallas when they have to play from behind. They play a really simplified offense. Obviously, a lot of running, but like their passing game in general is not very complex. And the Rams, for all their issues, are still a really talented defense, particularly up front. Like they will get after the quarterback. Uh, and Dak, uh, 9.6% sack rate on the year, bottom six in the league. Uh, the other quarterbacks who were in the bottom six all lost last week. That was Deshaun Watson and uh, Russell Wilson. So, I mean, Dak only really won through attrition in that category. Uh, so I, I, this is a spot where I feel like if, if the Rams get a lead, they can really pin their ears back with you know Donald and Sue and all those guys up front and go after Prescott. And that's been a real issue for the Cowboys all year. So uh, this definitely feels like a spot where you know Rams get up and it could just roll really quickly. Uh, and that's kind of where I'm leaning. I don't really think that Dallas can offer a ton of resistance. I know that defensively they've put up some really great games this year uh, against teams like New Orleans. But those those games came at home, uh, not on the road. They've been much worse defensively away from uh, Jerry World. And uh, I think that matters a lot in this spot. So I'm going to take the Rams. And uh, I, I think they're going to win pretty convincingly. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. All right. Let's talk a little bit about my book. Hopefully you guys took advantage and bet the national championship at my bookie. Clemson was a, a big underdog winner. Uh, big, big plus money on the money line. If you took it, hopefully you guys did. I know that you were on Clemson, Matt, so uh, I was not. So I, I honestly just didn't bet the game. I just, you know, watched Alabama get smoked. Uh, yeah, not a, not a, not a great showing from your boy Tua in that one. No, no, very untua like. Uh, but make sure that you're ready for all the daily action and sports betting by signing up at my bookie today. They pay fast when you win. Ownership really cares about good customer service, and they offer the craziest props. Where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on. And if you want to make money during bowl season, after bowl season, uh, during the playoffs, NBA, you got to go to my bookie. I trust them, but you don't take my word for it. You can check them out for yourself. Join now. My bookie will offer you a 50% deposit bonus to make sure you have a nice bankroll for bowl season. Use promo code ROTOVIZ when you deposit to activate that special offer. That's promo code ROTOVIZ at MyBookie, which is the place where you play, you win, and you get paid. MyBookie.ag. Now. Bowl season officially over, by the way, but you could still you could still take advantage and build yourself a nice bankroll. Yeah, I gotta get a new read. I just sometimes <laughs> sometimes I'm I'm off the cuff. Sometimes I go right to the copy and uh I hear you. You know, I just wanted that. to uh I just wanted to let the listeners know that we know bowl season is over. Sure, sure. Uh, Chargers at Pats. This is, uh, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just going to come out and say it, Matt. I'm not really sure how the Patriots are going to win this game. So they'll probably win. 
<laughs> Chargers, you know, tied for the AFC lead in wins. But uh, because they play in the same division as uh, Goat Mahomes, they go on the road. They win last week in Baltimore against my son, Lamar Jackson. Now they go to face Tom Brady and the Patriots in Foxborough. Or is it Gillette now? Whatever it is. Uh, up in New England. Patriots favored by four here at home. Totals at 47 and a half. Uh, and if you look at the DVOA numbers, uh, you can see kind of what I'm talking about. Chargers third and New England fifth in overall DVOA. On offense, it's the same split. Chargers third, New England fifth. On defense, Chargers eighth, New England 16th. Uh, but on special teams, tricky, tricky New England has the edge here. Chargers 25th, New England 16th. So, uh, you know, in, in, in most of this, in most of the phases here, it does seem like uh, the Chargers have, uh, you know, are in the preferred spot here, Matt. What say you? Yeah, I mean, this really just comes down to how much you believe in the Patriots, you know, aura and mystique, right? You know, we have come on this podcast all season and talked about how, like, just bet the Patriots and make money and, you know, say thank you to the books for posting the lines. Like, that's been our mentality. But this not year the same does Patriots not. Team. This exactly this year does not feel like the same Patriots that we've seen in the past. You know, Tom Brady looks mortal. Um, a lot of people are saying that their best chance might be to just try and pound Sony Michelle and make this like a slow, ugly game. Um, I really, really like the Chargers. I've been saying all postseason that I was ready to bet against the Patriots in their first game. Uh, I think this spread is too high. I think that the Chargers are the better team on a neutral field, and that's not what's being reflected in this line. Um, the fact that they're playing a West to East game doesn't really concern me. The The Chargers have been one of the few West Coast teams that's actually pretty good in this situation. Um, they're 6-1 and one against the spread in, in early East Coast games under Anthony Lynn. So... No, no reason to really, uh, you know, overthink that one. And I just think that the Chargers are the better team. You know, they, they had a real test last week against the Baltimore team that I think you can make a case for is better than New England. Um, you know, at least defensively, they're better than New England. And the Chargers look great on both sides of the ball. They had Lamar Jackson under relentless pressure. If they're going to put that much pressure on Tom Brady, they're going to have like 15 sacks. So I love the Chargers. Uh, they're my pick of the week, and I will be taking a strong look at them on the money line as well. Yeah, I really like the Chargers too, Matt. I mean, I, when I look at this matchup, I'm like, okay, so on offense, the Chargers are better. On defense, the Chargers are better. Um, but special teams, Anthony. <laughs> of course. I mean, Cordell <laughs> Patterson, game changer. That's what we always say. <laughs> but – uh the only real edge that you see for the Patriots is the coaching edge. Cause I, right. I, again, we don't love Anthony Lynn, but I mean, Gus Bradley on defense put together a really unique game plan last week. They had seven defensive backs in the field for a lot of the game against Lamar, uh, you know, to match speed and all that stuff. Really creative. Uh, so maybe Anthony Lynn, not a great coach, but I think that the other coaches there probably pretty good. Um, yeah, we've liked Gus Bradley as a D coordinator. Right. So like, I, Maybe maybe the Anthony Lynn thing isn't as big a factor. I mean, I certainly don't think it's worth like three points, which is kind of what I feel like Bill's getting here. Uh, and this just hasn't been like the typical Patriots team. The Patriots have busted so many of their historical trends this year. Um, if you look at just how they match up on paper, like I just don't know 
I don't know who's scoring. Who's moving the ball for the Patriots in this game? Like Gronk is dead and <laughs> is going to get just blanketed by Derwin James. The Chargers yeah. corners are sick. And all of the, you know, without Josh Gordon, all the Patriots receivers are like these uninspiring athletic talents. At it's got to be like a 15 catch James White performance. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't know. Am I really going to bank on that? Like, and you know, the, the Patriots defense is good at corner, but that's not really, you know, receiver is not really the point of strength for the Chargers. So, right. And their best receiver, Keenan Allen, plays almost exclusively out of the slot. Right. And I don't believe that the Patriots move their top cornerbacks into the slot. No. So, I mean, Jason yeah. Jackson has been really good, but uh, obviously not as good as uh, the guys on the outside. Right. And I mean, is there a chance we're getting Hunter Henry back in this game? Oh, baby. Practicing full all week. Let's Ready go. Ready to go. So yeah, get yeah. Virgil Green off the damn field. <laughs> Virgil Green almost, you know, gave almost let the Ravens back into that game with a fumble. Uh, it's time. Stephen A's favorite player. Yep. Let's unleash him. Yep. You know, uh, by the way, you know, you bet the AFC playoffs when you get like the, the Virgil Green tilt texts on Sunday. <laughs> I'm just curious if Teddy Bruschi is going to be able to uh, contain uh, Virgil Green in this contest. <laughs> you know, he's having a great season for the Patriots. People don't talk about that enough. Unbelievable. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that this is a Charger smash. The only thing that really worries me is I know that we have been, we have been on, you know, Pats as a public dog. Yep. And that is what they are here. So, I was just going to bring that up. Like, this is another spot where the Chargers are going to be a very public dog. So this is similar to me as the first game we talked about with the Chiefs. I just don't think that the Patriots are nearly as good as the Chiefs, even though they've beaten the Chiefs this season. Yeah, well, I don't think they'd beat them in Arrowhead again. So in Arrowhead, I should say, in the second matchup. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that I think we're we're in full agreement here. This was the pick. I think this is my pick of the week, too, honestly. I just I really like Chargers. Uh, especially since, since like I, not to believe the point, but like they beat the team that like last week I said, like they were, that was the one team they weren't constructed to beat was Baltimore. And then they found a way to set themselves up to be Baltimore. And this is a more traditional offense that they, uh, are very well, you know, designed to beat. So yeah, rough week for, for team you, Lamar. Anthony, yeah. with the whole, not only just team Lamar, but team, you know, spread offense, run the ball type thing. Uh, I still think that, you know, one bad week does not mean that it's a bad system, but Lamar's going to need to take some steps forward as a passer. I think that that's, oh, yeah. that's for sure. Of course. And you got to do new shit. Like, that's the thing. Like, you can't just go into, like, like the, the, the coaching difference was just so monster in that game because it was like, oh, the Ravens are still running the same 15 plays they've run for a month and a half. And the Chargers were like, yeah, we kind of, yep, that's what we, that's what we figured. I will yeah. say, if you thought that Joe Flacco gave them a better chance of winning Ugh. that game in the second half, um, I don't know, seek medical attention. <laughs> Joe Flacco would have died behind that offensive line in that game. 100%. Literally died. Melvin, or Melvin Gordon and Joey Bosa would have walked out of that game holding his torso. <laughs> I love it. All right, let's get on to the last game of the week. And again, we close the weekend with the magic of Big Nick. The Eagles. Biggest. It gets bigger by the week. <laughs> Eagles at Saints. Uh, Saints are your one seed in the NFC, favored by eight points at home against the Miracle Man. 
The total is at 51 on my bookie. Uh, and again, you know the DVOA numbers for the Philly Eagles from last week. Uh, they're pretty much 15th or 16th across the board. Uh, New Orleans, though, 4th overall, 4th on offense, 11th on defense, ninth on special teams. I mean, they've just been awesome, especially on defense. They've really improved over the last, like, uh, I don't know, maybe since like week 10 or so. They've been lights out. Um, but it's hard to ignore what Foles has done, Matt. Uh, what do you think about this matchup? I think that if Nick Foles doesn't end the season with like an endorsement from Extends or some other <laughs> sort of male performance enhancement drug, that his agent needs to be fired. Nick, you gotta you, you gotta take advantage of this thing, baby. If you need me, I'll represent you. Hit me up. I work for cheap. Um, it's impossible to handicap this game, right? Are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Uh, I thought I lost you for a second. Um, we just saw this game, right? Like very recently, also in New Orleans mm -hmm. and the Saints just blew the doors off the Eagles. Looked like they were, you know, the JV team versus like the college varsity team. It was, they weren't even playing the same sport. Yep. So I like the idea of buying low on the Saints here. Like, yeah, I'm going against Foles and I'm probably going to lose again because I don't know, that guy has a permanent horseshoe up his ass, but I just think that the Saints are the better team. They're getting very little public support and almost no sharp support. So I'm going to wait this line out. It wouldn't shock me if by kickoff it's closer to seven. <clears throat> and I think that at that point, New Orleans becomes a pretty strong play. I love the Eagles this week. What did they do last week? I love them, Matt. I just love the Eagles. I, uh, I mean, last week... I mean, they had no business winning that game last week. Let's, let's, let's call it what it is. But I do think that New Orleans presents a really unique matchup for them, uh, at least on offense. Uh, the, big, the big plus here, if you're a, an Eagles backer, uh, Nick Foles is just getting the ball out of his hands so quickly since week 15, averaging 2.22 seconds before pass attempt, fastest in the NFL according to Pro Football Focus. Um, just not... Just not seeing a lot of pressure. Uh, he's faced Chicago, Washington, Houston, the Rams in that stretch. All those teams are top 15 in sacks. Obviously, the Bears in particular are uh, awesome and only sacked Foles once. So uh, Silva posted that earlier this week. Uh, Foles just getting the ball out of his hands super quickly. And if you look at what the Saints have done on defense, a lot of it is as a result of the D-line. Um, they're still bottom 10 in pro football focus coverage grade. So I know... Uh, I know former Giant great Eli Apple has really locked it down in New Orleans, but I think uh, a lot of it has to do with the big fellas up front. So if Foles is getting it out quick again, I really think that's going to limit the strength of the Saints defense. And then we're talking about picking apart a uh, subpar secondary. Uh, so I don't know. I kind of think that the Eagles match up well here, at least to score. Really nothing that I can present to you, though, that would suggest that the Saints won't score a ton of points also. Right. That so, was what I was going to say. I really right? like the over here. I think the over is, if I was going to pick one total this week, it'd be over in this game. Okay. Um, but I, I still, I think that, I think eight is a little wide for me. Yeah. I literally don't care about the defense of the Saints. <laughs> I don't. I Like, last week. They're just going to score Trub every possession. Mitch Trubisky just went out there and literally peed his pants in the middle of the field. Like, that's what Trubisky did. Drew Brees, you know, he may need depends these days, but that dude is not going to come up short on the big stage. He's just not. 
And like whether it's Michael Thomas, whether it's Kamara, whether it's some guy that I probably haven't even heard about yet, like someone is going to just destroy this Eagles defense. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm leaning too much on their pass matchup when the Eagles weren't really the Eagles yet, but I also kind of think that the public is leaning way too hard into this Nick Foles thing. So, you know, like if you like your your analysis is at least something along the lines of, you know, this is why the Eagles should be able to move the ball. Most people's analysis is eight points. Give me big dick, Nick, baby. So, you know, I like the Saints. I think that people are just way over. Like Nick Foles is not a good quarterback. We know this. And we're, we're judging him off of like a five game sample. So I'm expecting things to normalize. Give me the guy who is right up there with the greatest QBs of all time. Uh, as a, as a, you know, contrarian pick, I, I love that spot. Yeah. I mean, we went back and we ran the trends over to Miko Labs and, uh, uh, we found that the quarterback with the biggest penis is, uh, 15 and two against the spread since 2014 in the playoffs. So, wow. uh, Pretty big trend there, and uh, <laughs> nothing against Drew Brees, but I mean, come on. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, of course, I, I'm totally with you in terms of what I think the public thinks. Like, I, I hate being on the public side on this, uh, but they, you know, the Eagles are getting only a slight favorite, honestly, in terms of the tickets, 55%, uh, but 68% of the money going their way. So, does feel like actually some of the more standard public is actually siding with the saints. Uh, and again, to talk about the total here, 69% of the money, uh, 69% of the bets is on the over, but 97% of the money. Mm. Tasted. Maybe this is the old rope a dope from the sharps, you know? Yeah. Maybe well, I mean, that's what, they did, that's what they did earlier this week with the uh, chargers total because uh, early it was down to like 45 and now it's all the way back up to 47 and a half. So, the rope dope is always in play. I would love to, like, yeah, it would not shock me if this got down to seven. If this gets to seven, I think we see oh, sharp crush. money on New Orleans. 100%. Yeah. So, I, I, you know, the sports books probably will be pretty hesitant to go there, but maybe we get a seven and a half. So I'm going to wait it out and see what happens. But yes, I, I think I've made my, my point that I, uh, that I like Drew Brees in this contest. Very fair. And it will be, I mean, does this, this counts as a home primetime game, right? Or, oh or yeah, no? baby. It's, it's, I mean, it's four 30, but it's the last game of the day. Right. You're in a <laughs> dome. So just dim the lights a little bit. <laughs> primetime. Love it. Love it. Uh, all right, let's get to the book at my bookie picks of the week, Matt. Uh, you already alluded to your pick earlier in the show, but, uh, just clear it up for everyone in case they weren't listening. Yeah. I, uh, I took the chargers last week as my pick of the week. And they won outright as an underdog. And I'm doing the same thing this week. I think that four points is way too many. Uh, I would take them getting anywhere more than three. So I love the four. And I'm going to probably do a little double dip with the money line as well. Love it. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. It's my pick too. I'm really in on the Chargers. I'm with you. Um, Would love, honestly, to get round three of Chargers Chiefs. I think that'd be a really great AFC championship game. Absolutely. I would be so in for that. Chargers, Chiefs, and Rams, Saints. Let's do it. Oh, boy. How many points can you score in a weekend, right? Uh, we'll find out, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. But I'm, still a long way to go. I mean, it wouldn't shock me again if the Colts got there. Definitely. Uh, you know, I would be surprised if the Eagles or the 
the uh, Cowboys, Cowboys won yeah. straight up. Like, I think that that's actually like a decent uh, tease candidate, which I don't bet a ton of teases, but if you tease the Rams and the Saints, you're crossing a few key numbers with that. I think that that's a, a decent tease if you like to go with that angle. Like, getting the Rams minus one and the Saints minus two and crossing seven, four, and three in both games, I think is really strong. Yeah, you mentioned that in a previous show. That's really the only time you like to do those teasers. So yeah. makes a lot of sense to me. Um, and that's going to do it for this edition of Laying the Points. A nice crisp show for you guys this week. One, one commute, and you're going to get all the betting <laughs> info you need for the week. They're only going to get crisper. You know, <laughs> next, week, next week it's going to be two games. So then our Super Bowl extravaganza, we'll have the prop bets. We'll have some fun with that. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. always a good time. Uh, so in the meantime... Be sure to subscribe to, rate, and review the show on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Get the deposit bonus on my bookie for using promo code ROTOVIZ. And for Matt LaMarca, I'm Anthony Miko. May the odds be ever in your favor. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. They call you the Grill Master. You've seared the thickest porterhouse in the butcher shop. And as you lift that first forkful to your mouth, you savor the moment. To get amazing offers during the Mercedes-Benz Summer Event, like the 2019 C-Class Sedan and GLC SUV, the perfect recipes of driving performance. Plus, you can enjoy six months of Sirius XM All Access included. The Mercedes-Benz Summer Event, now serving limited-time offers on a select lineup of vehicles. Offers end September 3rd. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing.